everyone. Welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. How are you doing, Chuck? I am doing great, mate. The question is, how are you why, doing? Why? I'm doing great. What, what do you well, mean? Well, I just got to say one thing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Andy. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday to you. You so you celebrated birthday Saturday. Yeah, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, you know I'm uh, getting older. Uh, you want to know how old, right? I do. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Although this was crazy, right? I don't know if this is me like just losing it the other day. Me and my wife were talking, and and Joy was there, my daughter, and I said, I said, yeah, forty-nine, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, and she's like, what do you want about forty-nine? <laughs> I said, yeah, forty-nine, I'm gonna. She's like, you're 48. I said, what? And then I started doing the math. I'm like, I've been telling everyone all year that I've been 48. (laughs) (laughs) What a blocker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, you know, what's funny is I think I did that a couple years ago. Yeah. And uh, something must happen when you hit 48. Yeah, well, a bunch of plonkers. Uh, So we're okay, you know know what I mean? But it is beautiful weather this time of year i know when we started this podcast it was the fall yep and uh we've gone through some real cold times but uh spring is in the air spring is in the air the hallmark movies spring movies are coming out and we want when <laughs> christmas <laughs> the love is in the air the birds are chirping the bees are buzzing <laughs> welcome <laughs> Oh, a very different podcast. Yeah, uh, and you know yeah. what's been crazy? Uh, obviously, last week we had Martin Smith on uh, for the start of season two. Yes. This week, it has just exploded. People all over the globe are tuning in to Revival Town Podcasts, and uh, we, we're just having fun with it. But you may be listening today as the you hit the subscribe because of Martin, and you're like... What are these guys really like? Uh, well, what you heard last week, that's what we are like. We love to have fun. We want it, this to be a lighthearted podcast. It will get serious at times. We will have uh, some amazing uh, people on to, to share their story and the conversation may be heavy at times, but for the most part, we just want to hear what is happening globally with people who are making a difference. That's right. And if you go to our website, revivaltownpodcast.com, it says it's a lighthearted podcast that highlights people and movements around the globe who are making a difference. That's what we want to do. We want to tell stories of people who are impacting our world with the gospel. Yeah. Making a difference. Absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of people have been tuning in. A lot of people have, have been giving reviews uh, I know that you wanted to share a couple. Yeah, uh, what we're going to do is, it, for those of you that subscribe via Apple Podcast, we want to encourage you to, you can give us a, a rating, and if you want to give us a five-star rating, we're okay with that. Yeah. And if you don't want to give us a five-star rating, you can listen to another podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But no, you can give us a, a rating. But more important than that is you have the opportunity to write a review. And believe it or not, when you write a review, that helps extend our reach. So I'm going to read one from, um, this is from somebody named Conservative Junkie. Wow. And the title of this review is Great Podcast. Five stars. Here's what it says. Chuck and Andy are awesome. Well, thank you. Oh, that's, that's so nice. nice. Wow. All right. They've never met us, but we're awesome. Yeah, that's hey. awesome. Chuck and Andy are awesome, and the guests they have on the show are wonderful. We, we agree. We have some wonderful yeah. guests today we can't wait to introduce yeah. to. Keep spreading the word. So, hey, thank you. Thank you for that, conservative junkie. Yeah. So here's the deal. We're going to start reading a review every week on the podcast. So write us a review and... We're going to give you a shout out. Yeah, and and even if if it's on the review on Apple, that's great. Or um, you know, there's many other mediums you can get a hold of us, uh, emailing us. Uh, Revival Town Podcast uh, at gmail.com is another way. Um, I even had someone Chuck text me this week, friend of mine. He had never heard the podcast, but is a musician and loves Delirious, and so I just sent him the link. And this is what he, he texted me. He texted back, 
Mate, I love the podcast. It's lush. <laughs> it's nosh. <laughs> it's lush. Oh, that's... <laughs> This is your first time I wear hearing aids. I don't know what's going on half the time. I can't, even after I've already been introduced to this word, I still can't get it right. I know, I know. Yeah. If, if, and if you're so, listening the first time. So it's not nosh. That's another word. It's it's lush. Lush. Remember last week? Yes. It was the Welsh word the for l- light. Yes. yes. And so uh, we do a spot called Taking His Mate. You'll hear it uh, at the end today. Uh, where we just bring uh, an English word into play. And my friend used it in the text in sharing how he liked the podcast, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. And um, I've received a few similar text messages from friends and people within our church. That it's great that they're listening and having fun with it themselves. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read another review. So this yeah. is another review. This is from Montana Mouse. So thank you, Montana Mouse, whoever you are. And the... Uh, the, the title was Great Podcast, five stars. Wow. And here's what Montana Mouse says. Great to listen to, great to listen to you guys, and your, quote, chuffed is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing another Tate is mate word That's out there. Good. So, That's so, good. So, hey, yeah, give us a review. Go to, if you subscribe via Apple Podcast. Go to our page, scroll to the bottom, give us a review. Thank you for that. And for everybody else, we're going to tell you about something that's brand new that Andy discovered. If you go to our website, RevivalTownPodcast.com, and on the homepage, click on the yellow button that says, Listen Now. Yeah. When you click on that button, that's going to take you to our anchor page, which lists all the podcast platforms that Revival Town Podcast is available on. Yeah. Well, when you're looking at that page, there are two buttons in the center of the page. One says, listen on Spotify, because that's something that's being highlighted right now. And then the other button says, message. If you click on that message button, you will have the opportunity to leave us a voice message. Yeah. And if you do that, we're going to play it on the podcast. Come on, come on. We can have we can have messages from all over the place. We can have people from Wales speaking in a completely different language and we have no idea what they're saying. Yes. <laughs> and we're just going to air it not knowing if it's bad or not. <laughs> And then somebody who's listening in that country can send us an email and say, hey, you guys might want to check, check. that out. But no, so go, go to RevivalTownPodcast.com. Click on Listen Now. That'll take you to the Anchor page. Click on Message. Leave us a voice message, and we might just play it yeah. on the podcast. That's going to be cool. Oh, that's going to be fun. Well, today we have got uh, two ladies uh, on the podcast uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, and friends of mine uh, that I'm so, so thrilled that they're going to be with us. Eve and Jackie uh, are going to be with us today. Great ladies. Great ladies. And if you are into the Enneagram, then you are going to love this episode. You really are. And if you are concerned about Enneagrams, and if that is uh, new age or weird or anything like listen, please listen to this. There's nothing weird about it. Eve and Jackie have done such a stellar job of explaining what Enneagram is, and they show us how it can be used for good. You're going to love this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seriously, we just want you to sit back and relax, grab your cup of coffee, and enjoy this interview with Eve and Jackie. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, everyone, it's time for another 
conversation on the Revival Town podcast. And today, our guests are authors of a brand new book, hot off the press. It's called Hearing God Speak. It's an interactive Enneagram devotional, and we're going to let them unpack that in just a little bit. But some information about them. Eve Nunziato is an Emmy Award-winning journalist who segued from news writing and reporting to ministry leadership roles at some of the fastest-growing churches in the country. A freelance producer and writer, she loves spending time at her farmhouse outside Nashville, Tennessee, where she lives with her husband, Charlie Neese, and their two kids. And I'm going to throw this in from looking at her Instagram page, Goats. Oh. Goats, right? Then we have Jackie Brewster. She's a certified Enneagram coach, consults with teams and individuals, leading them toward finding the best version of themselves in their work and personal environments by identifying their unique personality type through the teachings of the Enneagram and biblical truth. Leaning on their many years of church ministry experience, Jackie and her husband, Stephen, own a consulting company um, while raising their four children in Franklin, Tennessee. So we're just honored, ladies, to have you on Revival Town Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you. I have a sneaky suspicion this is going to be a blast. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to try and make it that way. We've listened to too many podcasts where it's like, come on, get to the end. We never want that to be... (laughs) <laughs> what we're doing? <laughs> oh well, uh, Chuck. Um, just before we get going, um, uh, Eve uh, was on staff with me when I was down at Crosspoint in Nashville. That's how we got to know each other. And Stephen Brewster, who is Jackie's husband, uh, was on staff as well. And if if you're in the creative world, church world, like. Um, Steve Brewster is like Yoda to a lot of people. So, (laughs) so, and so hopefully he's not mad at us that we've asked his wife on before we've got him onto the podcast. But, uh, but, he's um, not, he's not. He said, go kill it. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to do a podcast. That's all creative. Definitely. Get him on. So yeah, we, there's a funny story. Uh, Obviously a lot of people know just from listening to the podcast that, uh, when I was down in Nashville, it was for about six to nine months. It was a short season. We moved our family down. The funny question, uh, funny thing that happened in all of that was, obviously we needed a realtor, right? I mean, we moved. It wasn't like we went to an apartment. We bought a house in Franklin, and then we sold a house in Franklin within three or four months. And um, it was Eve's husband, Charlie, who was the realtor. So that year, their family made quite a bit of money out of it. <laughs> Thank you for sending my child to college for his first year. And Andy, you'll be glad to know you still hold the record for Charlie Neese as oh. his fastest house-owning client ever to date. <laughs> yeah, oh. how, how long did you guys live in a tent? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it felt like it. And the crazy thing was, I remember Charlie saying, because... I know it's got nothing to do with the interview, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But I remember Charlie saying, you know, yeah, yeah we're going to have to sell the house to move back to Peoria. And I said to him, yeah, but we've got we've to raise it up like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 so I can get my money back, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I said, let's do it. Literally, it was the first person that walked through the door. It sold within 10 minutes, $30,000 more than what we paid for it three or four months earlier. Wow. It was That's crazy. fascinating. Great. So praise yeah. the Lord. So yeah, so Charlie and, and Eve know us very well. <laughs> but we are so excited about this. Uh, obviously, ladies, you uh, have had a podcast going on that has really been unpacking. Um, now, can you pronounce this? Because my, my English, it's terrible. En- Enneagram, is that correct? Enneagram, like Enneag- any, like Enneagram. Okay, good. Okay. I know I'm going to mess it up during this, so please just just That's breeze okay. over it. But uh, but it's it's <laughs> fascinating, um, and I know Chuck has done uh, a bit of this in the in the last few years. But what we wanted to do before we just get going is explain what this is, because to some people this may be like, what's this new agey thing? Or what's, what's this enneagram yeah, thing yeah. here? All I need is the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you can unpack it. Um, that would really, I think, set the stage for them people to understand what we're going to be talking about, especially when we're talking about the numbers and things like that. 
Yes. So the Enneagram is an ancient typing system. That's what you'll hear. But it's actually just, you know, breaking it down really small. It's just about patterns of behavior. And so we look at nine different personality types, nine different ways of viewing the world. And oftentimes when I talk about it, I say, like, think about nine different sunglasses with nine different colored lenses. And this is the way that people view the world. So we often think like I'm a seven an Enneagram seven, the enthusiast. Doesn't everybody see the world like me? Doesn't everybody want excitement and fun? Well, guess what? No, they don't. <laughs> so I've learned that the hard way. So the reality is nine different personality types, nine different patterns of behavior. And these patterns of behavior stem back to as early as the age of two, when you started developing patterns of behavior to get love, to get your needs met, to keep yourself safe in the world. And so that's what we're looking at. It's really nothing crazy, nothing mystical, nothing weird. It's just awareness. And it's a tool. It's not a Christian tool. We, even I, and a lot of other people in our circle, use it to help us have awareness of why we do what we do. And then we use scripture. We, we, you know, take the word of God right to the source and say, okay, Lord, show me about these, these areas of my life. Show me about these patterns of behavior. What is good? What is bad? What do I need to get rid of? What's holding me back from a deeper relationship with you? And so that's really when you understand it's just a tool. There's nothing weird about it. We're just looking at patterns of behavior. Yes, it's exposing. Ah, you know, um, the other the other thing I've been saying a lot lately around this when I'm teaching uh, groups of people is around um, the idea of, hey, let's not take all the labels like, you know, as a seven, the enthusiast and put them on sticky notes and stick them all over myself and make myself these labels. Let's instead look at these words and say, OK, why did I feel like I had to become the enthusiast? Why did I feel like I had to make these patterns? Why do I feel like I always have to be happy? Why am I afraid to go to those lower emotions? So it's really when you do the beautiful work of the Enneagram that I get to do with people, that's what we're looking at. The patterns of behavior, we're asking ourselves why we are not putting on sticky notes and labeling ourselves um, with all these these words. It's more I love why. that. I love and this is not something that's new. And I thought it was, I thought it was just, I mean, I took our staff through this. We all did the test. Um, our children's pastor is um, all about the Enneagram, Teresa. And she had us all go through it and approach me. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And so I just figured this was just around the last few years, but it's like from the seventies, right? I mean, this is not something that's new. It's a, yeah, it's ancient. I mean, it, it dates back to the sand fathers really, but it wasn't, it wasn't until the 1970s that it was brought over to the United States. And then in the 1980s books were written about it. And so it is a fairly new typing system. Um, you know, those of you that are young are probably like 1980s. That is old. That's what my kids would say, but it's not. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me just say that, um, you know, but yeah, so it's, it is, it's, it, it's not brand new. But it's not, I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it, it yeah, is ancient, yeah. but it's, yeah, okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I can keep saying it. But. It's not new, but a lot of people are just now learning more mm -hmm. about it. So Well, I know yes. last night, so me and Chuck, it's bad. It's a bad habit. But like around 1130, we're texting like every night, just making sure, hey, how's things going? You know, everything. Uh, his wife's going through a bit of a medical thing at the moment. My wife is as well. And so we've, that has been the time where we can support one another, so to speak. And, um, and so last night, I get this uh, text from him. You have to take this test before tomorrow. Because, and I'll be honest, I mean, I, I'm I like, follow you guys, listen to you guys, but I'd never taken it. So I'm like, dude, you have to take it. So you have right? to take the test. So I went through <laughs> and... Get it together. I know, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I know, I know. And and so basically it's, it's a test that people can do. And at the end, you are given a number that you guys are going to explain this way better because this, this is what I learned last night at 11, 11.30. You get this number and then that... I mean, it's crazy. And then it you like, get a, a microchip, and then you take... <laughs> <okay. laughs> okay. So tell us a bit about the test before I talk about what my number is and Chuck's number and everything else. Tell us a bit about the test where people could perhaps go and, and take it, and, and, then, uh, and then we can talk about that, and then we'll go on and talk about the book and how you guys then really unpack this. Mm. 
Okay, so you can take a, a test. So there's the Ready R H E T I test. That's a you know it's twelve dollars. You could take it there, or you could take it. Um, your EnneagramCoach.com is who I got certified under, and she's a Christian, and so it's for, through that lens, which I really really love, hers is a free test. You can take it there. I think I want you to be really really aware though a personality test, regardless of what one you're taking, whether you're taking this one or a disc or anything else. It's you, there's not a a hundred percent accuracy to a personality test. It's not a blood test. So you're testing according to your awareness, how well you know yourself in the truthfulness in which you're going to answer mm. those questions. Okay. So just because you get a number doesn't mean you stop there. So you get a number and you remain curious, like, okay, this is what this is saying about me. Is it true as I'm reading stuff? Because when I first tested, I got an eight and I was like, oh, this was a long time ago, 10 years ago. I was given the book and, you know, they were trying to fix my life because it was messy with all those kids and a creative husband. Uh, They're like, she's a mess. Give her a book. And so I started to to do the work and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an eight. I am a, I am a challenger. Yes, I am a challenger. I'm going to challenge these kids right into order. Well, that wasn't the motivation behind my heart though. Like what I really care about is that I'll be taken care of. So the core motivation was for a seven lined up more than an eight. And so I have a lot of eight tendencies. That's my wing, which we talk about your core number, then the number to the right and to the left of you or your wings. And guys, it's like a bird, like the wings have to be attached. That, you know, oftentimes people will be like, I am a six with a nine. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) So your wings, you know, they're attached to the bird. Keep them attached. Uh, But so now I totally got myself off track, but uh, <laughs> the testing. So, be, you know, remain curious. It's not going to be just, you know, for some people, I think for Eve's experience as well, it wasn't like this was my number when I got it. She remained curious for a, a long time. I'll let Eve talk about that even in the testing process. Yeah, it took me about three months. I kept taking the test and getting different numbers. So that just goes to show how much self-awareness I had at the time. <laughs> Finally, I sat my husband down and had him hold me accountable. But honestly, I took the narrative approach. And we talk about that in our book where I just had to read what is my heart's desire. My heart longs to hear I'll never be betrayed. That's how I knew I was an eight. And I fought it. I'll be honest. And then I realized going through this process of being coached by Jackie that really they're number, my number, your number. It's not a problem to be solved. It's a beauty to be embraced because God uniquely crafted us and he knitted us together magnificently, purposefully, and beautifully. And so the narrative approach definitely helped me really understand my self-awareness. And I will have to say, although painful at times, self-awareness is indeed freedom. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, Chuck, um, we we need to let people know what we got uh, number-wise. Um, and we are going to unpack this, and it's fun because uh, Eve, I'm an eight with you. Yeah, way to go, uh, fellas. So I'd be eight. Then, uh, so you'll, you'll have to unpack this. It was eight seven three. That was that was the. That was exactly me. Okay, eight okay. seven. See, wow. See, twins. It's amazing. Okay, Chuck, what what was what was your? Because you're a bit different, right? So yeah, I'm a type two. And when I took the test uh, two three years ago, I was a type three. So. Jackie was sharing that I'm, I'm still Ew. both right. I'm those that's kind of my my wings then or. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now it's really important for you to understand when you take a test and you took it three years ago to take the test today, just like Eve and I were talking about the test is, you know, you've got to look at it and be like, okay, what is true? What is true? You had, you had said before the pre-interview conversation was um, (laughs) I really think I'm a three, but then I tested as a two. Why would that be? Well, seasons of our life are different. And so what we're leaning into are different. And so you know, if your core motivation lines up with the three, you're just leaning into that two wing and you're really, you know, using that really strongly perhaps in this season of your life. And that's why it would be showing up that way. But your core number never changes because it's the core motivation of why you do what you do and the patterns of behavior you've created from a very young age. And so there are numbers that we we move towards in growth, which is a different number number we move towards in, in um, stress and our wings. So there's five numbers that that really help us see a very in-depth picture of who we are, but our core number doesn't change. Even if we move towards those numbers in growth and health or in stress, we're just activating certain characteristics from those numbers, but we're not changing who we are, if that right. makes sense. Right. Okay. That's Excellent. Good. Excellent. Well, after I took the test, I went in and I began to read the results of that with my, my wife and my 16-year-old daughter, and they were just, they were both cracking up, but like, that's you, that's you, that's you. It is. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it is it's really fascinating. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember 
going down a cross point before I even got on staff, they'd given me, uh, I think, three, two or three different personality tests. It wasn't this, but it, it, it was eye-opening for them and for me. They knew who, who was walking in the door, right? I uh, lined up with it and felt it was right. And, and this, is, this is one of those things that um, it doesn't replace, and we want to really emphasize this, it doesn't replace the Bible, it doesn't replace God speaking to us, this is just something that really works alongside and, and enhances our walk with Jesus. And um, and so one of the things that I love about what you ladies have done is you've taken this concept, and you could have just wrote a book uh, that was just telling everyone what to do, right? But you have written this book, and it is gorgeous the way it is. I mean... This is one of those books you don't just want to download. You want to go and physically purchase it because it's a devotional. Yeah, yeah. And, it and, is, and I'm holding the copy of it that, it is gorgeous. that you gave me. And I, I downloaded the Kindle version, but you're right. I think you got it. Our listeners need to get a physical copy yes, of this book. I absolutely. mean, the Kindle is great to lay in bed and read the devotional. And I, I've already started going through it and, and, and love it. It's just really, it's fascinating. Yeah. And um, What led you to do a devotional over... A, just a regular book? Well, I received a 4 a.m. God wake up call, which isn't <laughs> very unusual for me. And I was actually, Andy, about to enter a birthday. And it happened to be the same year and birthday that my mother was diagnosed with cancer mm -hmm. when she turned that age. And I really just started to pray when I was awakened at 4 a.m. And how can I honor her 33 year of ministry where she would go into the projects of Philadelphia and do an after school program and she would go and feed the hungry and 69th street and i just heard god talk to me about her legacy and her legacy was she wanted her children her children's children and a thousand generations to know christ and love jesus mm -hmm. and i thought how can we do that and i thought about a devotional but oftentimes and i don't know chuck and andy if this is you but sometimes i'll read a a devotional and it really would speak to my heart and I'll lean in and it might talk about worry and that worry is a sin and that I need to cast my burdens and I'm leaning in. I'm like, yes. Then another devotional might talk about, I need more confidence and I need to be assertive. And I'm like, whoa, that really, you know, I'm a little assertive and I'm a huge fan of myself. So I don't think that really resonates with me. <laughs> so then I thought, how can we write Jesus's word? We never water down. Jackie and I've made this commitment. We never water down Jesus's word. We never water down the scriptures. That's number one, but how can we use a lens to understand God best? And that's when I thought, oh my goodness, what about if I invite Jackie into this conversation and then I'll let her take the rest of the story because I waited until mid morning and I texted her, I have an idea. Yeah, so I was at the beach with Steven with our kids and I get this message from Eve, hey, when you get back into town, let's have dinner at my house. And I was like, oh gosh, what is she up to? Because if you know Eve, then you know she's got big ideas. And so I thought, well, I don't know, but you know, she's got great ideas and she makes stuff happen. So let's do it. So we had, we had dinner at her house and she came out with um, a stack of paper and I'm a seven. And so I don't really love stacks of paper or lots of information. I'm like a bullet point kind of girl. And uh, so I was like, what is this? And she's like, I have this idea. What if we wrote a devotional and we use the Enneagram. And so for me, like Eve said, it's really, really important that we never water down the word of God. The word of God is the truth. It is the sword of the spirit. It's the thing that cuts through uh, our life. It, it, you know, it's that if we can pray scripture, we can change our life, but we have to learn to activate the word into our life. So I was like, I don't know, let me try it. So anyways, lo and behold, we, you know, we sat down with our husbands and a big, uh, big whiteboard planned out this, this idea, started writing it. Steve and I were at Catalyst in, um, in October. One of our, one of his friends were there from publishing and he said, Hey, let's have dinner. And so I was like, Oh, they're probably going to ask him to write something. That'd be awesome. And he comes back and he's like, I said, how did it go? And he said, well, they want to know what you're working on. And I was like, what? And so I was like, Eve! and then, you know, I wish everybody could see my facial expressions right now. Cause that's probably the best part of this whole story. But anyways, um, so, you know, her and I, um, and I just, for you guys to know, when you hold the, the, this book in your hand and you see the art of it, I see everything in full color. So that was really, really important to me, like everything in full color. Um, and I really believe that information is not transformation until you activate it. And so that's why this book is written the way that it is, because we want you to activate the word of God in your life by having understanding 
of, of the way that you see the world. And so the other thing about this book is the heaviness of this book. I told Eve early on, like, I feel like it's like a weighted blanket, if that makes sense. Like there's just something about this book that feels um, significant, you know? And I think that that's the Holy Spirit, right? Yes, so absolutely. anyways, all that to say, we got a book deal. Got Here we book. are today. Right. And note to self guys, when you're awakened by God at 4am, just listen. Because I think about how many times I haven't. And just so you guys know, when we decided to maybe self-publish, I quit my job. I said, I'm going to write a book. I don't know if anyone's going to read it. Quit my job, took a step of faith. And then we got the deal after that. So wild wow. journey. Yeah. yeah. That's, I love it. That's amazing. And, and tr I love what you said about it being in full color, mm. not just in, in the mind, but reading it and looking at it. And it is, it really is. Um, who helped with some of that type of how obviously Stephen uh, has been involved, but who, who are some of the other folks that are like, well, this is how we really want it. And was there a bit of pushback on, yeah, but we don't make big books like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, how did so, that come out? So Andy, do you remember uh, Sarah Sung? Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. designed that book. Okay. She designed. So right away when the publishing, when the guy from publishing said, hey, do you know, are they working on anything? He said, yes. And I said, okay, the only way I'll do this is it has to be full color. It needs to be picture. Like I have to, I have even in my next project, all my projects, I'm like, here's how I give it to you. Uh, I think it drives me insane. But that she took the idea. Steve fleshed it out. Um, I had a color scheme I cared about a lot. Uh, so a lot of that happened in that way. They did not give us any pushback. What they actually said was that this would have come to us in black and white, we would have passed. Oh, right. Wow. Again, such a God wink. Yes. I mean, he just knew the journey yeah. and we listen. When Jackie speaks, we listen and her gut was like, this is what we need to do. And we're like, let's do it. So we turned it more expensive and yes, it takes twice as long, but it's twice as beautiful. Yeah. And we turned the proposal of that book in uh, the first four weeks in full color, like you're seeing. So oh, we hired wow. a designer, we hired Sarah Sun, wow. asked her to design the book ahead of time, turned it in just that way. So they knew exactly what they wanted. Yeah, love it. And, um, and we didn't, I mean, this probably is foolish. We didn't shop the book. We, it, right. they came to us. And so it's just the way that it happened is God. I mean, God I don't really know anybody else's story like this. So, well, let's, let's try and unpack, um, the, the eight strengths, right? Is, is that, is that, am I saying it right? I, I'm so worried about saying the wrong thing, like the <laughs> right. numbers, Nine the numbers. numbers. Yeah. Can we yeah. unpack so for people who are listening? Makes, who, yeah. I'll help you out, Andy. I've got you. I'm your wing girl, okay, right? My fellow eight. Okay, fellow here we eight. go. So the book is divided in your peace, your protector, your purpose, and your personal growth. It has four quarters because it's 52 mm. weeks. And then each week you get a scripture and then we delve into that. And then I had written the scripture reflection. Okay. And then after that, Jackie wrote uh, nine Enneagram numbers, a reflection nine. every okay. single week of every single personality. And then at the end, there's application questions. There's meditations every week because we learn over 30 times. It says in the Bible, to meditate on his word, to meditate on mm. who God is. And then that is each week. So there's nine types every single week, one through nine. And that's why the book is is thick because you really want to make sure you're hitting everyone yeah. every day, every it's, week, you know, it's, yeah. um, yeah. sorry. Chief. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to read. So I, I went through the devotional and, and just started reading it last night. And I, I love how, what, whatever number you are, there is, it's been written directly for you and your personality type. So I'm just going to read this real quick, this short paragraph. Um, Learn, learning about myself, right? Okay. So in this devotion and our scriptures and all the above, but twos can get lost in overwhelming feelings and emotions, especially when they find themselves hemmed in by trouble. At times they have a hard time waiting patiently on God to move on their behalf. They mm -hmm. want to feel the Holy spirit and praise God amid their troubles, but they often feel as though they are crumbling inside. I'm reading this. and This is kind of what I'm going through right now with my wife, the last two and a half years and in the waiting I, and, um, I'm just like, it's already speaking to me, ladies. So I, I, I'm just, man, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on and unpacking this. So it, just like yeah. what Chuck's mentioned with, with the two there, can you unpack, I mean, not to go forever, but the nine um, strengths and, and characteristics, can you go through some of that so that 
people at home may be listening going what what does that mean like what what are those numbers like obviously me and eve we've we've shared you know we're we're eight what does that mean can can you unpack that a little bit i will try to unpack that very quickly (laughs) (laughs) it's going to take me at least nine minutes that's right that's right Um, the the enneagram one is the uh, more perfectionist and so they really care about what is right and wrong what their heart really longs to know is that they're good and so that's the message that they really desire to hear in their life a lot of the things that they do a lot of the motivations around why they do what they do has to do with standing in a position of um, people being able to say like you are good you are right that was right you know what i mean so they they don't really want to make a lot of mistakes now when they're not healthy that looks different though okay so you might be like well i'm not a one because i'm a mess right now but in a healthier version of yourself you might be so um you know so let me just say that because sometimes those numbers look a little bit different when they're not healthy so the the second the two is the supportive advisor they are nurturing and kind and loving and warm compassionate uh what they really care about is knowing that they are loved and wanted and so everything about them and the way that they live their life is around cultivating relationships so that they know that they're loved and wanted sometimes twos get a little bit lost in the giving, 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 and they forget that they have needs or they, they know they have needs, but they deny them because um, they're hoping somebody else sees them and maybe we'll, we'll give them what they need without, you know, them having to ask. And this has to do with their superpower of being able to uh, feel the needs of other people. They can just sense them. Like they can kind of sense it before you even know you have a need. And so they, they think everybody thinks like that. So why are people not giving to me? Guess what? They don't. The rest of us don't really see the world through the same lens or feel the same way you do. And so this can be really hard for a two that says, like, can't people just see? The reality is, no, sometimes you're going to have to actually say what you need, which is uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, The three is the driven achiever. And so the three is our go-getter. They are task-oriented. Oftentimes we say that they're projects over people. However, they are usually really likable, charismatic. Um, There's, you know, there's three different ways that they show up. Some of them are like, uh, they want to be really good role models. So that's really important to them, family role models. Um, There's another type of three that shows up and they want the spotlight. And so they, they love stages. They love to, um, you know, be in front of an audience. And then there's another type of three also that says like, Hey, I'll be second and make you first, because if you look awesome, I'll look awesome too. Mm. And so they gain a lot of uh, their identity from outside of themselves by what other people think about them. And so this is a very heavy weightiness of a three that nobody typically knows. And even they don't know that about themselves. Uh, so the three, what they really want to know is that they are accepted just as they are. So if they took the mask of performance, off that people would still value them and love them. They are very afraid. And so the the reality of that mask coming off is almost impossible without a ton of work. Wow. The four is the creative individualist. And these fours, um, I just bought a a new little uh, critter for my coaching sessions that I do with people. Not a real critter. It's just a (laughs) fake one. But it's a porcupine because fours are often a little porcupine-ish. They're a little, they're they're highly sensitive. There's a lot of uh, emotional awareness in a four. And so they kind of come into situations a little bit guarded because their messaging is that there's just something missing inside of me. If I could just figure out that missing pieces. And they're oftentimes afraid that everybody sees the missing piece. And so they come in a little bit guarded, mm-hmm. um, but they really want to know that they're accepted just as they are, which is a little different than the, the three and the four's messaging is close, but different. So the, the four is going to be authentic to who they are. They're going to show up just as they are with their interesting outfits or maybe purple hair or, um, you know, whatever they, whatever they've created in, in their idea of who they want to be. And they're going to be themselves where the three is like, who should I be? How should I craft myself to gain acceptance and approval? Because that's where I find validation where the four is like, I will not be anything other than I am, even if I'm not accepted. And so there's a big difference right there. Um, But the messaging sounds the same. If you read it, it might be a little bit confusing. The fives are investigative thinkers. Fives uh, require a lot of alone time, a lot of privacy. They go inside themselves to think about um, the world and all the things they co- they collect. You know, information. They gather data. They they are our pioneers. And um, we had Ch- Charlie and Eve on our podcast a couple weeks ago. 
It was so interesting. Steve went creative. It was supposed to be a relationship podcast. We start talking about emotions and he went, he just went away. <laughs> he was like, nope, <laughs> didn't he even? It was like so weird. So, um, but he brought it back to creative. And I, and I was like, I put this connection together, f- fives are pioneers, which are incredibly creative people. They're just maybe a little bit more creative with numbers. Mm. Um, so a five with a four wing is more, um, you know, whimsical, a five with a, a six wing is more science and math. And so you can have very different personalities within that five, but they are investigative thinkers. They take information and in. what they really want to know is that their needs are not a problem. And so that's why they kind of gather resources to themselves or try to figure out how to have as little needs as possible because they feel like the world is just not a super safe place. And so how can I not have a lot of needs outside of myself? The sixes are the loyal friend. Um, Sixes are great problem solvers. They are absolutely wonderful to have in your corner. Um, When they trust you, then they are loyal, but they're going to, they're going to try to make sure they're going to make sure they're going to kind of push things. They're going to push your buttons. They're going to see, are you trustworthy? Are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Are you going to be who you, you know, you say you are. There's a lot of that that happens, What they really, really want to know though, is that they're safe. That is the messaging that they're hoping to find in the relationships and um, within, you know, your churches, within anything, the work environment, they're looking for safety and security. Sevens are your optimistic enthusiasts. Um, Sevens are fun and loving and adventurous and and all the things. Uh, But the heart of the matter is they want to know that they're going to be taken care of. And oftentimes they feel like that's not possible or it's not going to happen. So let's just keep going. They reframe. They they are um, very, you know, adaptable. Um, And they they don't like limits at all. Ask Eve. (laughs) I'm a seven working with her. She's like, what is wrong with her? I give her a list and she can't. She hates it. I hate it. Don't give me a list. Um, I need a list though. Don't, don't stop giving me a list. I just know my resistance to the list. Um, so, but the optimistic enthusiast, but what they really, really want to know, like I said, is that, that they're going to be taken care of. Um, the eight is the protective challenger. And so they do come up, they come on strong. Usually I can feel an eight's presence. I can usually feel it even on a zoom call. I usually know what's happening. I can feel it. Um, but they have a big presence and they, they really have, uh, you know, lots of ideas. They're big picture thinkers. They want to move things forward. People sometimes say that they are, um, you know, they'll, they'll just take, you know, take people down or whatever like that. I like to say it's a snowplow. Like sometimes they just snowplow because, you know, so it's kind of fun and happy. And I'm like, oh, they, you just, they forget there's a mailbox there. It's just not a big deal, right? That, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes it can get, a, it's a little, a lot. And so with the, with the eight, it's, you know, what they really want to know is they're not going to be betrayed. They're not going to be made to look incompetent or stupid in any way. And so they really feel like if I can stay in control, then I can keep myself safe. I can keep the image. I can keep, you know, I can, I can kind of craft what I feel like is the best thing for me and my family. And so that's a lot of times what's happened with an eight, Um, but they are amazing leaders, amazing, amazing leaders. They get stuff done. And the nine is our gentle peacemakers. They sit on the top of the Enneagram. They see all sides of a situation. They're kind and gentle. Um, They do oftentimes have a little bit of an edge to them if they're pushed or if they don't use their voice. And so that can come out. And so the uh, the nine, what their heart really wants to know is that their presence matters. And so if they feel like they're they're not asked how you doing or what do you want or what do you need, um, then that can kind of come out passive aggressive typically, maybe even aggressive at times if they feel comfortable and safe in the environment. Um, but understanding that their desire for peace and harmony in their environment is often why they won't um, kind of rock the boat. You know, they really just want a peaceful environment, Um, but they will when, when it's, when it's called for. So that is them in a nutshell. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. You took your staff through it um, and obviously doing it individually, like what you've just talked about um, in in individuals finding, um, you know, their strengths and and weaknesses. I mean, it shows weaknesses as well. What a great tool. What what I was was already picturing different people on my staff. Like, (laughs) well, what was it like for you, Chuck, taking your staff through it, um, you know, and just unpacking it? Because it it does help you as a leader understand some of your staff. Yeah. um, One, it was a lot of fun. We had fun. I mean, at first, somebody's like, oh, we're going to take another personality test. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but we ended up having a, having a good time with it. And it did help us look around the room as we all shared um, what number we were. 
like just affirmation like yep 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 that's you know and yeah. I, that's you that's you i mean it's just it really is the it's the word of the day fascinating yeah and uh, yeah. it really is though i just um um yeah it was cool good experience and now i want to i want to do it again now because after reading the because that was a couple of years ago you did that yeah yeah two to three years ago um ladies when you were doing the book bringing all the research together getting everything in um what were some of the things that you guys learned um, in that process of getting this book onto the shelves, but the process of writing it, uh, digging deep, obviously you have to do that. Um, what, what were some of the things you learned through that process? Oh, Andy, that's a great question. I think it should ask, be asked, what didn't I learn through this process about myself? I learned so much, but I also not only learned about God's love and kindness and generosity and compassion and empathy, but I learned to have a posture of kindness and gentleness and compassion and empathy for others who don't think like I think. Mm -hmm. I often thought as an eight, very strong personality, if you don't do what I do, you're just not running fast enough. You're just weaker. I know that sounds horrible, but what I've learned is no, there's nine different ways to see things. There's nine different ways to do things. And so everyone processes information differently. So I discovered that I discovered patterns of behavior in my life and that I sincerely believe because this book was written in a time of unprecedented pandemic, a time of political unrest, racial division, a time during when my father, a month after suffered from a stroke. I believe that we were able to write this book with a posture of grief and mm. sincerity and longing and exhaustion and vulnerability. All the things that our entire world was going through in 2020. I once heard my pastor, Kevin Queen said, faith may be built on the mountaintop, but it's revealed in the valley. Mm -hmm. And we were walking in a valley in 2020, in the beginning of 2021. And I believe that we wrote this from that point of view. And we untapped a lot of emotions and we wrestled with a lot of emotions. And I just believe that's one of the reasons why there's such a raw and real tone. And Chuck, you had mentioned it when you were reading about what Jackie wrote as a two. And I just can't imagine it and ever dreamed of the project being paralleled with what was going on in the world. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the, yeah, you, for this book to come out at a time yeah. like That's what I was just we're thinking. going through. So timely. Very timely. And a lot of people looking at, you know, their own lives, looking at the last year, people have lost jobs, people have lost businesses, um, people aren't in church. So the connection isn't, isn't as strong as it has been. Uh, this is a very, very timely book. What do you guys hope for readers to take away when they go through this book? I think that as we wrote this book, and, and it was in a really interesting time of our lives, right? Um, but it's bathed in prayer. It's bathed in prayer. It's soaked in worship. I mean, oh my gosh, hours and hours and hours of just going to the word, going to God, asking him to be with us in the writing process. And so we hope that people feel that they feel the presence of God. When they read this book, they feel known, they feel heard, they feel seen, but they also feel like there's hope in it, that there's a path for them to find a healthier version of themselves through the questions that we ask, through the promptings that are in the book. You know, our hope is that people gain a deeper understanding of who they are and a deeper relationship relationship with God because of it. So that, I mean, that is really my hope of everything that I do. This book would be the highlight of that, right? Over this past year. And I would just love to add everything that Jackie said. Plus, we have a heavenly father that wants to hear our voice, who wants to speak to us, who wants to build a deep relationship with who we are and whose we are. That's who we serve, a God of the universe who is in full control, I might add, a lesson we learned yeah. as well. So I just believe that when my children call me or I stop everything, I'll stop a meeting, I want to hear their voice, that God wants to hear our voice. And that allows us to drown out the lies of the enemy. And I just find a lot of freedom in that acknowledgement and getting to know God better, having that self-awareness and just building that relationship with him deeper and deeper and richer. I love it. And I, I, I just love how passionate you guys are about the word of God. And you mentioned watering down the scripture, keeping everything about Jesus. And in, in chapter 34, or week 34, I should say, um, you explain the importance of remaining quote, tethered to God's 
word. And obviously we're, we're talking about how important that is during this season that we're in right now as we're still in this pandemic and people are freaking out. People are still weighed down by anxiety and going through seasons of discouragement and depression. And um, and the book, you mentioned a, a tempest of chaos. So how does this book, how does it encourage a habit of remaining rooted in scripture, remaining rooted in the Bible, regardless of your Enneagram number? Oh, that's another great question. You know, at the end of my mom's life, she looked at me and she said, you know what, Eve, it's just Jesus and me. And she actually wrote that. She wrote her own eulogy. She didn't want us to talk about her. She just wanted to talk about Jesus. So I would answer your question very profoundly, simply. That's it. That's all we have. We have God's word. I hear God three different ways. I hear him through his word. I hear God through very um, kind, loving leaders, you know, followers of Jesus, like people like my husband. And I hear the Holy Spirit speak to my heart and give me nudges. And I believe that at the end of the day, that is all we have. Yeah, That's all we have. And the book, it really focuses on the scripture. So like there's a scripture, Eve writes a, a devotional of the scripture, and then I take each Enneagram number one through nine um, with a piece of Enneagram awareness over the course of 52 weeks, you're going to learn little nuggets of awareness through the Enneagram uh, about yourself, but you're going to learn how to use that specific scripture and apply it to your life. And so everything we do goes back to the scripture. How do you activate the word of God in, in your life, according to the lens and how you see God, how you hear God. And, you know, like, and we're not saying like, this is the only way you hear God. We're not saying that, but we're saying, Hey, perhaps this is a way, or perhaps there's some stumbling blocks here that, that if we can sweep them away, we could actually be able to hear God a little bit clearer. So it is constantly every single week being brought back to the word of God. So the focus in the book, yes, there's a lot of Enneagram knowledge, but we purposely focus it back on the word of God, like activate the scripture understand who your heavenly father is. If you can understand who you are and you can understand who he is and who you are in him, it will change your life. Yes. Yes. And, and one of the things that uh, is also pretty cool about the book is not just how you're focusing on scripture and, and tying that all in, but also prayer and meditation. Um, why did you put and include the meditation side at the back of the book? Can you just explain that a little bit? Yes, this past, I guess I get the the journey I've been on um, with my own awareness and healing and all kinds of stuff in my own life, um, I began to understand the importance of meditation. And so when we learn to meditate, and you know, I think it's a really kind of weird word for Christians, um, definitely my age and probably in, in older, I don't know about this younger generation, but meditation was like one of those things that's like, that's new age, don't do that. And I'm like, wait a minute meditating on the word of God is not new age. We just have to teach people how to do it. So that's what we did Uh, in the book. There's four different practices that we offer every single week. You have a prompting to go turn to the back of the book and learn how to meditate on scripture. And so, you know, in the Eve studied what that looked like for meditation, you know, because it was definitely a different concept and they did not fight us on it at all, which we loved. They actually loved that part of the book, which I'm excited about that. Yes. And it says 30 times in the Bible to meditate. It uses the word meditate. Yes, I was just going to say that. That's cool. That's good. Well, speaking of meditation, we're going to pray now, right? Would you would you guys be willing to, to pray for those who are listening, who are struggling, and they're in the midst of that season where today this is like a breath of fresh air, and I know they're like, I, I need this book. And um, obviously, we need Jesus. And can you just pray and ask God to to touch those who are listening today. Yes, I'd, I'd be honored. Dear Heavenly Father, come before you today. We just thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. You say that when two or more are gathered, that you're in the midst. So we we know that you are in the midst of us right now, no matter where we are, whether we're in the car, whether we're on a treadmill, whether we're sitting at our table, we know that you are with us and that you are hearing us. And you, you know our heart, Lord Jesus, and you know our heartbreak and you know the joys in our life. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would meet people right where they are, that you would just give them the still small nudge that just to let them know that the comfort of the Holy Spirit is with them, walking with them, guiding them and directing them, that you've not left them, that you've never forsaken them, um, that 
that they are your children and that you love them dearly. I pray, Lord Jesus, for just, uh, I just like a, a big daddy hug, I feel like is appropriate, that that we would feel that kind of presence from you today, Lord Jesus, and that we would know that you are with us always. And, um, and we just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bless each person that is listening to this and that you would really show them who you are in their life, show them where you are speaking to them and the areas of their lives um, that you are calling them to. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, ladies. Well, um, we want people to obviously get the book, um, but also connect with you guys, find out about Eve's goats. And, yes. Oh, and, we forgot know, to talk about the goats. <laughs> but um, how can people connect with you? And also, where can they get the book from as well? Just, just tell us how they can really, really uh, connect. And also, perhaps even take the test and things like that as well. Yes, we can. You can get our book on Amazon, Target, Walmart, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, Christian Book, Indie Bound, wherever they sell books. You can connect with me at Eve Anuns. If you can figure out how to spell half my last name, you can follow me, and I'll let Jackie <laughs> tell you all the amazing things that she's doing and how you can connect with her and her website. You can connect with me at Enneagram with JB on Instagram and Facebook. I'm more active on Instagram, so that's where you'd want to talk to me. And Facebook, I can't really figure out how to find you. So <laughs> that would be, I'll just say that ahead of time. Um, and then also my website, EnneagramWithJB.com. You can find me there. The, there's a link to the book there as well, as well as on Eve and my um, Instagram accounts on our link tree. You can find the download for the book there. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find us and follow us. That's awesome. All right, and we want to give away a book. So if you would like a copy of Jackie and Eve's book, Hearing God Speak, if you want this, and you need you need to have it in full color, we're going to get you a copy of it. Um, email us at, or just make a post on social media and tag Revival Town Podcast. Um, tell us why you want a copy of it, and then we'll pick somebody and get you get your information and get you a book. Now, if we do this... Um, uh, every podcast that we do, uh, we do the big three questions. It has nothing to do with what we've just talked about, although it may uh, it may turn that way. But uh, Chuck, I know you've got a few questions to fire, and I've got one. So Chuck, do you want to start off with uh, one of the questions? All right, yes. Um, our first question is, what's your favorite Starbucks drink? Favorite Eat Starbucks. that macchiato. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jackie, are you a cinnamon. Starbucks person? Mm-hmm. Cinnamon Dolce, but I want half vanilla and half cinnamon. <laughs> All, right. Oh, All right. Okay. Good deal. Uh, <laughs> bit of a weird question here. If, if, <laughs> if, you could, if you could change your number, what number would you really want? Oh, I want a seven. All the way. I just want to drop everything and be free as a bird. I'm not changing my number for anything. <laughs> oh, there <you> go. <laughs> Ooh, drop the mic. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, last question. Um, most writers are readers. So is there any books right now that, that you guys are reading? Mm-hmm. I, I read tons of books on um, attachment theory and lots of Enneagram books. I mean, I just can't get enough devotionals. We, yeah, like I study, study, study. So I don't even know that I would have one particular one. Eve, do you have one that you're reading right now? I just finished Beth McCord's book, Whom We Love, and about relationships. And I thought that was great. I would highly recommend it. And I have my Jesus Calling next to my bed that I love. And I do Jesus Calling every morning. And I love that as well. It's one of my favorite devotionals. That's great. Well, cool. ladies, it has been awesome having you on. And uh, I know this is going to bless people, not just the podcast, but your book. And if people connect with you guys, um, it's really going to impact their lives. So we just wanted to thank you for coming on today, having a bit of fun with us. And uh, again, uh, for anyone who's listening, uh, the Uh, Eve and Jackie are very easy to get a hold of, especially through Instagram. Uh, If you've got any questions or anything, I know that their personality is they're going to they're going to reach right back out. Uh, But please try and connect with them. Chuck. Yeah. And the book is called Hearing God Speak. It's a 52 week interactive Enneagram devotional. Go get it now. Thank you, ladies, for being on Revival Town podcast.
Oh, thank you guys. And we're praying you up. We appreciate this podcast. We appreciate what you both are doing for the kingdom. Keep on keeping on. We're following everything you're doing, guys. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Dropping the beat. <laughs> Come on. What you may not know is Andy is our producer. You do a great job, man. Thanks, man. You really Thank do. You. I just want to say thanks. I enjoy dude. it. I yeah. do. I enjoy it. So, so, and that was such a fun interview. Boy, it, it's a, and we we mentioned it. It's a, a touchy subject because there are some people out there that are like, if it's not in the Bible, then it's not right. But you know, they explained it so well on how the Enneagram works. And, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a conversation. We had a few few months back, um, Nicole Jackson, she was on the podcast uh, talking about sex trade, human trade, all of that. And, um, and yet she is probably one of our biggest fans, biggest right. listeners. She you is know, constantly letting us know how she loves it. And if you have not listened to her episode, then please do because that was so educating. Yeah. You know, get the right way, educating. And she was great. So, yeah. Nicole, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for um, participating and adding value to the yeah. Town podcast. Well, and I, I was talking to her because she is totally into the Enneagram stuff and she's like oh yeah i'm an eight and a seven and i'm like hey that's what i am like a week ago before i listened to the podcast or, or did the test i had no idea what that was but now i'm like hey yeah i'm the same as you great <laughs> uh, but it was a great great episode uh listening uh to what the ladies had to say it was Boy. it was so good yep just um so jackie and anna thank you so much for, for sharing all, all your knowledge and wisdom with us. And man, so go take the test. If you haven't taken the test, they told you how, go take it, find out what number you are, and, yeah. then, and then share that with us. Yeah, and it was funny, you know, I shared the story about Eve and her husband and being there um, <laughs> with the realtor. <laughs> they made so much money off of me that year because they bought and sold two houses <laughs> with me. <laughs> so, uh, but hey. We, we love those guys, and we're so glad that they were on. But you know what is coming up next? Uh, you know, and before we get to this, let me just say, we mentioned Nicole Jackson being on Revival Town Podcast Season 1. That was Episode 13. So okay. go listen to Episode 13 and give Nicole a shout-out. All right, let's do this. You know what we're doing, don't you? All right, I'm, I know. I'm psyched. I'm ready. Here we go. Tate and his mate. Now, I'm going to surprise you. You just told me, right... You just told me that you have not had lunch. Yeah, I did. All right. So committed to the podcast <laughs> that he didn't eat lunch. You know, my Apple Watch is telling me to breathe. <laughs> I'm glad it you... It should say eat. It should say eat, not breathe. Okay, so I have got something, but I'm going to... It's all to do with Tate and his mate. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So I think it's time for you to have a digestive... It's time for me to have a digestive? Yes. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is it possible to have a digestive without eating lunch? Uh, yes. Okay, it's time for me to have a digestive. Um, I'm going to go with snack. Mm. Yeah, but it's a type of snack. Okay, all right, all right. Um... The Brits love this. Oh. The Brits love this with tea. Oh, that just threw me. Um, I thought I was going to say fruit. It's time to have a digestive. Um, how about uh, coffee cake? Uh, like a little, little. Uh, I don't know, a little snack that goes with tea. Um, I have no idea, man. Okay, well, you know, you are on the right tracks, okay? okay. But here's the deal. I'm not just going to tell you what it is. I've bought some. Really? You are going to, just like we the did. The day I did not eat lunch. <laughs> you brought me food? A digestive. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> so, a digestive. <laughs> That's a real thing. It's called digestive. <laughs> it's called digestive. 
and they are what we over here would call cookies. In okay. the UK, they call biscuits. Okay. So this is a biscuit. This is a biscuit. And you would have a biscuit with your tea. You have biscuit and tea. And but this digestive. Tea with the biscuit. Have a little <laughs> digestive. It's a cookie. It's a now, biscuit. Now, here's the crazy thing. This digestive, now for all the, the British folks, they're, they're like, oh yeah, that's, that's the real deal. This digestive has milk chocolate on it. So you can wow. get digestives that are plain, which by the way, you can get at Walmart. Wow. Or you can get these ones which you can also get at walmart i'm not promoting walmart but um with milk chocolate so not only are we going to um not only are we going to have a word you're going to taste a digestive yeah, just, wow it's like you your your dad baked me um <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh what was that called? oh don't uh, miss uh, uh, um, a mince pie <laughs> Mince pie. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, delicious. Yeah. And now yeah. you brought me a chocolate biscuit, a digestive. Yep. Can I? I want to yeah, try go for it. Oh wow! So it's like a. Um, it's got a lot of wheat and. Um, it's almost like one of those Keebler Elf cookies. Like what? Is <laughs> a Titan is mate for me. <laughs> So, okay, let's see what's in it. Hey, my stomach's rumbling. Is that why it's called digestive? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it gets you going. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, no, but that's a digestive. So, if you're listening today and you're like, I don't just want to say a word. I want to experience it. Just jump online. Or if you're in America, go to Walmart, to the, to the cookie section and look for digestives McBitties digestives what do you think I'm still chewing <laughs> I must say it is fantastic it's the, delicious the base is like a graham cracker mm-hmm. but it's with milk chocolate oh it's good very good thank you okay so you heard a lot earlier from us about different things to do the reviews also let's let's really play around with this voice message through anchor you just hit listen now on our website and then you'll be able to see right there there's a button that says uh, voice message or message 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 yep. hit that and leave us a message um who knows you may be on the show with us find out tune in next week all right chuck we have got to sign out all right thanks again to eve and jackie we appreciate you being on today and glad that you were listening Please uh, follow us on social media at Revival Town Podcast. And uh, again, you can always email us. Everything's on the website. So go to RevivalTownPodcast.com for everything you need to know about these two crazy boys behind the mics. There you go. See you next week, mate. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com.